When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply love hate relationship with 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 Skype swear to god sometimes it works perfect sometimes it doesn't cool if I'm recording yeah uh hey so I might be I might move because sometimes I get uh uncomfortable so I might be like this and then I might I don't give a shit man do the fuck you want I might fucking you know (laughs) whatever whatever you want man um I always forget I because I've had three straight guest bail so I'm a little off 135, I don't know the date or the time. Everyone listening to this podcast is available on Spotify, BitChute, D2, blah, blah, blah. All those websites, they'll all be linked in the comments. Mr. Sean Tiger, who, without a doubt, you definitely have the coolest name of anyone I've ever had on. Sean uh-huh. Tiger. That's hey, pretty badass. We should all have two different names. You know, everybody, I feel like, is a is like a Bruce Wayne or a Clark Kent. I mean, you got to have your professional name and then you got to have your superhero name. Some people it might be a stripper name, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just skip between Thomas and Tommy. Thomas, when I need to talk to someone that I think is smarter than me, mm-hmm. Tom or Tommy for everyone that I just see as normal people. Well, you're, I think your last name is pretty cool. You just got to get... You just gotta work on a, a better superhero name or a stripper name. Then you'll be good. Tommy, T-O-M-M-I. <laughs> Whatever the stripper variant of that would be. What would hey, it... if you if you decide if you decide to become a male stripper, you can go with Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I recognize that name. Who is that? That, that that's that chick, right? Yeah. Fuck it, man. I'll be Tommy Lauren, man. Be a I'll be her and shit, man. All I gotta do is marry Ralph Lauren, Polo, man. I, I can be Tommy Lauren. Sexier Just version. Just send me a just send me about a thousand dollar check every six months and I'll be good. I got you, man. I'll get you every week. <laughs> she, <bet. laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, I've had three I swear celebrities die in threes and guests cancel in threes. Why? Like why? Why do you think? Why do why, I why, think? I have no Oh, I mean people cancel for all sorts of I mean they're all I don't mind what I hate is like ghosting when I'm like here ready. And they just don't show up and then they don't respond and i'm like what the fuck like are you dead or do you and then just like the next day like oh sorry i was busy last night i'm like go go fuck yourself i don't mind when people like have to cancel like they're sick or they've got this or they got that i don't mind it i mean it's a pain in the ass but i don't like i get it like life comes first like so but yeah i've had three straight people and it always just throws me off because it's like i get up i work out i meditate I'm like ready, get everything ready, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Got to very get. I don't just like sit down and do it. Like my whole day, I'm, I build get to it. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, I attack it like I attacked getting into med school. I'm like, I go. This isn't like a thing I do on the side. It's like, fucking all out. Let's go. Yeah. It's um, yeah, and then they don't show up. It's kind of like getting blue balled. It's just like, I'm working at it, and then like I don't nut. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> so yeah. It's uh it's kind of a pain in the ass, but thankfully you showed up. 
So thank you, sir. So so on that subject, before yeah. we get into yeah. the nitty gritty, um, so my so my friends mostly it's mostly all my civilian friends. Nothing against. Hey, I love my military friends. I love my civilian friends, but sometimes my civilian friends they think. Uh, I'm a little bit too harsh on how I handle like loyalty and friendship with people um, because in the military, I'm not trying to say military is, is the shit, like everything should go by military code. No, that's what I'm not what I'm saying. There's a lot of jacked up stuff in the military, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But as far as when it, in the military, when you're dependent on your life with somebody and you, you have a roommate or you're living with 10, 12 guys or in a squad or in a platoon, whether you like some of these guys or not, man, your lives depend on each other. So if I call you my personal friend as a civilian now, and I feel like you do something disloyal to me, or um, we agree on something and you don't follow through, uh, it's, it, it bothers me a lot. So in this past year, actually, yeah, yeah in this past year, like there have been three like really good friends of mine that I just cut off, and where, where some of my civilian friends are like, they're like, dude, Sean, you're pretty. They're like, you're pretty harsh. Like, you've known this person for a decade, and you stopped talking to them because of that. Real quick, quick instances of why I quit talking to them because, like, my the segue is that you're talking about. I don't know why it's so hard for people to just follow through. Like, I I really do not get it. Like, I don't get why somebody would waste your time knowing that this is something that you care about, and then to not even give you a warning, and then just not. Like, bro, I don't even have internet. I'm using a mobile hotspot. Like, it's not hard to make it work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to waste some, to, I don't get why people say stuff just to say stuff and not back it up. Like, it really bothers me. So, like, these three friends, I cut one of them off because they lied about coming to, like, my birthday outing. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'll try. It was like, I'll be there right after work. And then next day, nothing. And then finally, like two days later, they just say, hey, like what's going on? Like nothing happened. I'm like, no, time out, rewind. Like why, my birthday outing is not just random people that are coming there. It's people I like actually care about. So you embarrass me and for you to lie to me and then not show up. Oh, like I take, I took like big offense to that. I straight up like deleted them. I took their number out and everything. And then I forgot that when you block people on Facebook, you got to block them on Messenger too. And so then they messaged me back. I was like, oh, I thought I blocked them. But you got to go go full communist party of China. You got to go full CCP. Just got to ice them. (laughs) You don't, you no longer exist. (laughs) So, so I'm single. I've been single for a while, but if, as I'm talking to women and get to know them, like I learned a lot about myself. Uh, I felt I told you a little bit about this of what it's like to be a man uh, when I was younger because uh, uh, some of the stuff I watched were like pre-programmed by Disney and these TV shows to always like chase women. Um, I've learned a lot in these past four years, and it's like, hey, you do you can be a good-looking woman, but I'm just as important as a man. I care about myself. I care about my time. Your time is not more valuable than my time. So if you can't figure out time between you work, your schedule, whether you work out and however many kids you got, then that's your own fault. I'm going to continue to do my thing. But like society raises you to be like, oh, please, like, give me a part of give me a piece of your time. Anything yeah. you can do, lunch, dinner. Yeah, break. yeah. It's got that. It's got that. I started noticing it in high school. It was that like there's this sort of like 
image that's been not even in Disney anymore, but like I don't watch. I mean, I live under a rock culturally. I fucking I like to make my, like podcasts. I like to make my own thing. I don't. Hey, have you watched this series? I'm like, dog, I can't concentrate, man. I get, but like any, but the things I have seen. And you can kind of see, you don't even have to watch series as much as you can just get the gist of it from like memes or maybe YouTube clips. Is the like bumbling idiot dad character. You know what I'm talking about? The, you know, whether it's like Rick and Morty or or Modern Family or Office or Malcolm in the Middle or King of the Hill or South Park or Family Guy or or Parks and Rec. I mean, it's all this shit, and it's just like, you know, the, the bumbling dad, like, you know, oh, oh, honey, I'm messing up, you know, well, and then there's, oh, I'm lucky to have your mother, and it's, dude, what is this fucking, like, limp dick, spineless shit? Like, what? And I'm not saying that it should be, like, a bumbling wife and a strong dad. Mm-hmm. But happen to just both people being, like, strong, like, like, I don't know who is stronger, my mom or my dad. Like, there's no, like, you know, oh, I'm just a bumbling idiot. Like, you know, when I was... What the fuck, dude? It's it's like a, it's like a weird subconscious programming of, like, you're a dummy. Like, you're neutered. Like, get rid of your balls. Like, mow your lawn and live in your little... It's like, what happened to just, like, being a dude? Like, being a guy? I can't speak. I haven't been in the military, but obviously you know what it is. It's... Side rant. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, and uh, hey, if if you disagree with me on anything, that's perfectly fine. If I if I disagree with you something, that's fine too. But uh, beautiful, yeah. But uh, a lot like just along what you're talking about, people not respecting sometimes. That I feel like, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harsh it all on social media. Like I, it's benefited me in a lot of ways. But yeah, there's the disadvantages of where I feel like back then when I met women, like I literally had to approach women get their number and then talk to them on the phone and like there was lead up now a lot a lot of stuff is in inbox and like a lot of women they got so many guys hollering at them especially if they're average or above like they get to pick it too so i let like to my time this yeah this is a big thing just about why i am the way i am where some of my friends think i'm crucial because i don't care I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about my past with women, maybe a little bit, but there's nothing there's not I wanna say almost nothing a woman can do to like super impress me by how good she looks. Uh I was engaged to like a super hot Croatian for three years who spoke five languages. Damn. Like regardless of that we separated That's- and I'm glad we are. I would never get back with her, but if you don't speak five languages, you're not smoking hot blonde from Croatia. Like, there's not what you're gonna do to me, you know. So, um, but I feel like a lot. And men, we do stuff too. But I feel like my time is so important to me, and I've learned to be like, look, if your time doesn't line up with me, I'm done bending over backwards to make your time more valuable than mine. And I feel like a lot of more men need to um, need to do that, not only for themselves, but in relationships and learn that, hey, if you wanna go play cards with your friends, like, but then you're gonna break that rule to hopefully spend, like, to, to waste money on dinner, to make some lady feel good, and she's probably gonna go on dinner with another guy tomorrow the day afterwards. No, man, like, it's, it's, it's okay to have like ownership of your own time instead of bending over backwards for some fine looking chick who's probably messaging 20 other guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's, a, it's like a little point of pride for me. I've never used, I think I'm the only friend I, of my friends. 
Oh, yeah, I'm the only person I, I've never used a dating site or app. Not once. Oh. Not ever. I just there's a certain like. I wish I. I mean, that's that's something to be proud of. I just there's like a general just like. I don't know. Something about and I, I mean I don't it's not my cup of tea I don't mind people that fucking sleep around your life man you live once go get it it's yeah. between two consenting adults it's none of my business but just I don't, I don't know there's a certain like not even that it's that's, it's not even like sleeping around it's like there's just something about like getting on this like digital carousel and like swipe 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 swipes I'm like I just for me it's like my own. I don't know, maybe like pride or respect for myself. It's like part of me like steps outside of myself and it's like, I'm not going to do that to you, buddy. <laughs> like, you know, I got more. I'll, hap, I'm happier alone than, yeah. I don't know, something about it just seems very, I don't know, disconnected, unhuman. We're, we're getting off into it, man. Why don't you introduce yourself for everyone listening? Because you and I spoke on the phone for like an hour the other day and I'm just realizing I'm like, oh, wait, no, no one knows who you are. Like. Well, I mean, they might know who you are, actually. There's probably a better chance they know who you are rather than me. But for those who don't know you, Sean, give a little rundown. Oh, man. Um, you know, like, that's a weird question when somebody asks you that about yourself. Because, like, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm He-Man yeah. or something. Well, <laughs> let me tell you how I was once now. So, okay, yeah. So, okay, more important, I know you as I know you were on American Ninja Warrior, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the important one to me. I'm like American Ninja Warrior, cool. Like so that's what I mean. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that watch that. So yeah, so there's yeah. one that they'll be able to tag on to. Yeah, but you were in the military. You were in a survival show, and yeah, um, yeah. I did six long ass years in the United States Marine Corps, uh, doing infantry. Um, and I, uh, like you, funny thing, I think about it, man. If I did another, if I was to do another two years, I'd be retiring. But there would be no way, like. If I was still in, my 20 years would be in two years. And I was just thinking, like, I don't think there's no way I could make it yeah, in the Marine yeah. Corps 20 years for infantry doing possibly four to five to six deployments and keep my mental sanity. And I remember I have guys who are like, dude, man, you know, you'd be retired in like two years. I'm like, I don't even know if I'd be alive or mentally stable to to make it. In the, like, yeah. I can't even fathom still being in the military 20 years with like everything that goes on today, like all the politics and the, as, but yeah, anyways, I did six years in the Marines and then, um, I did a, a survival show, um, sort of by myself that I felt like was a big part of my life over, not over the military, but definitely, um, at least right there, a very humbling experience. Um, Grew up in a bad neighborhood. I live in the suburbs now, so I feel like all of those little things and living in other countries and having white friends, black friends, Hispanic friends, friends, a little bit in between different religions, I feel like all of that has sort of molded me to be a little bit um, acceptable of, of a little bit of everything in life. Yeah. So, And you were, you were in – explain your – your role or your time in um in presidential security yeah oh okay My, yeah, that's so, a badass uh, one <laughs> <laughs> that's the probably that's actually that's probably cooler than american ninja warrior like that's well, yeah that's badass we literally had this conversation to where when you do stuff you just forget yeah. you know we had, we yeah. had so <laughs> so whatever i guess whoever is watching so do you have that I, picture? do you have that picture yeah at least yeah. <laughs> 
for everyone. Let me see yeah. For, for everyone, I'm just gonna the whole thing. Up. Yeah. Forget. For everyone listening, not watching, Sean is showing me a picture of. I don't know you, how good it's gonna. It's coming through. You and George. Yeah. You and George W. Holy yeah, shit! A, in the Oval a, Office. Well, yeah. All right. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> woo. So we were having this. We were having this conversation, and so I have like pictures in my place and uh, plaques and stuff. But to me, it's just art that you walk by. Sometimes you acknowledge it. Sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. All right. Am I good? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're having this talk and sometimes, you know, I'll have people over and then I'll go, oh, my gosh, is that you a Bush or where are you at? Is that in the White House or is that at Camp David? And I'm like, oh, that, that is me. Oh, yeah. That, that old thing. <laughs> that, like, I, I really... I just I, honestly I forgot, but uh, so yeah I did. Um, I went in the military right after September 11th. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, and uh, they told me Marines was the hardest one. And then I had people commenting that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I was too short. I'm five four, like on a good day. Um, and on top of that, I was doing infantry. Like that's the worst thing to do after September 11th. You're asking for a death wish. Um, Went to boot camp, graduated, did School of Infantry, graduated. And then along that process, I got um, selected for – I got to apply for, like, presidential guard duty. And, like, even in itself with that, like, that's just a story of how they select you, the testing that you got to do. And then I remember, like, one of my – Can you I, tell me some of that? Yeah, but, like, it's – Dude, there's man, no structure. I, we can do whatever, man. If we run – dude, we can do more than one podcast. It doesn't matter, dude. Fuck it. I want to hear about that, man. Tell me about – how do you yeah, how do you even get selected for that? Like, what is – because, I mean, you have that picture of you shoulder to shoulder with him. Like, I know that, like, I would never be allowed to be within an inch of the president. I just feel oh, like there's – Sounds like a question. Like, they let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like just in general, like – Anything I like have or haven't said online, I just feel like they dig it up, and somehow I would be deemed like a threat to national security. Even though like I love this country, like I don't give a shit who's the president, left or right, I'll stand by him. But like, yeah. So they let you. So yeah. How do they? Yeah. How do they cite who can and can't be in presidential security? Yeah. So I, this is what I remember. Uh, parts I remember. They got all, you had to be like an 0311 Marine, which is infantry. And then, let me, all right, forget, I don't care. So it's like, some of this is funny. I think some of this is just by, I remember there was just, I feel like a few hundred Marines. And then I feel like some of the guys who were picking people, like some of it, they would just look at you and they would be like, nope. Yeah, just <laughs> something about, look them up and down, fuck no, get out of here. Like, it, it, it wasn't that simple, but I remember just, there was I'm this sure guy. Was. He was like this bigger guy, but like I felt like he was a dork because he was in my platoon and boot camp. But like physically stronger, yeah. But like mentally, can he, was he was was he composed? So I remember he was in front of me, and they're like they sort of started separating people, and then I just felt like this line of people that they weren't too sure of. They were just shoving <laughs> in this one line, and then I just remember like two minutes later, he was like, "Yeah, they don't like me," and then. It was just weird. Like, I don't want to try to say that's how they're judging people, but I sort of felt. Why not, like, man? Precursor process. Why not? Uh, they can probably, they've probably been doing this shit for so long. They've got a subconscious, like, scanning. They can just look you up and down. And there's something about you. They're just like, fuck out of here. Yeah, Get there's, out of here. I mean, there's always, you're always going to have some slip through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness I wasn't one of them. But yeah. 
um, they they did that. I, we they do like a little um, like a general like a little IQ testing thing or like a GT score thing, and then you do like you know your your math English comprehension. Decide that day took maybe five hours of just the paperwork stuff, and then I remember I think the funniest thing that I did is before like they decide like hey we want you to we want to we want you to pursue one with this is that they had me in this panel of like this interview room and there was like um, probably three Marines like two off three officers at a table maybe like one gunnery sergeant or first sergeant. And then there was a few other Marines sprinkled around the room. So they're just going through my thing and they're like, yeah, you got perfect 300 on your physical fitness test, which is you got to, you got to do 20 pull-ups. You got to do 200 crunches and run three miles under 18 minutes or whatever. So like, they're like, yeah, you got 300s across the board and they ask you stuff just to see how you respond. So I remember one of the questions they asked me is, um, um, like what's my biggest influence like what's my favorite animal um and then so hey he's like what's your favorite animal i was like a tiger <laughs> and then so they're like why and so right off the bat like i told him why and he was like i think that's pretty interesting that right away you were able to tell me without thinking because usually people will go mm, um you know yeah i was just bang looked him right this is why and so uh the last thing that that they did is which I thought was sort of funny is that he goes, man, I see you have all these perfect physical fitness tests. And he goes, but you're five, four, you're small. And he goes, I just find it hard to believe that you're going to drag somebody out of battle and carry them. And so there was this big, like, this is a huge ass Marine in this room, like in this corner. Uh, probably I'm guessing like, I'm not going to try to make him sound. He was Brock Lesnar, but this dude was big. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I want you to pick him up, go up to him, pick him up, fireman's carry, mm-hmm. and walk around this room three times. Man, I had put that big son of a bitch on my shoulders, and I, I mean, this is when I was like pretty, like pretty, pretty fit. Yeah. So nothing. I took his ass around the room, and then, uh, and then I remember I did three times, and I stopped. This is what Keep was going? funny. I stopped, <laughs> and I looked at the once I got to the my third round, I stopped and I looked at the table. I had him over my shoulders, and then. Uh, one of the officers looked at him and he's like, they were like, there's a table, there's like a table right here. And he looks at him and he goes, he slides him like, I don't know what it was. It was like a 10 or 20 or something. He's like, I told you. Gives him <laughs> the money. And he was like, he can still keep going too. And he's like, hey, he's like, you can probably take him around another round kitchen. I was like, yep. And yeah. then he was like, gave him the game of the money. I thought that was funny that they had a man. Like, I don't know whether I could do it or not. <laughs> Yeah, hey Ben, the Oppenheimer and I think Enrico Fermi, it could be wrong, two scientists at the Manhattan Project, dude, they had a bet whether or not it was going to go off. They're literally, um, yeah, I mean, the heads of the Manhattan Project, harnessing yeah. the power of the first A bomb. It went off and it was yeah. like, pay up, fucker. <laughs> like, like yeah. Smartest guys in the world. They had other bets, dude. They thought that it was going to light the atmosphere on fire. They thought it was going to light the atmosphere of the world on fire. But the logic was. Hey, whether it does, if it doesn't, then that means the bomb works and we're going to drop it on Japan. If it lights the atmosphere on fire, then that means we also destroyed Japan. So either way, the logic was we're destroying Japan either way. But yeah, man, top top tier special access program Manhattan Project. Hey, man, nuke goes off. They said the mushroom cloud still rising, and Oppenheimer had to pay up. Yeah, shit, man, man. It goes all the way up. 
yeah, yeah. Bet, 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 betting is on all platforms from military to the stuff you t- you heard Michael Jordan bet on in games to oh, stuff you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm sure. I imagine there was bets going on in the Kennedy White House during the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> I'm sure they're throwing it down. How much you want to bet nukes fire today? Him, Kissinger. I'm sure they all were. Man, but yeah. So, what is the like? Or do you even know? Do they like? How do they like clear you to know you're not like, all right. you're not like a foreign agent getting close to the prez? All right, so then they 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 get uh they get an agent on your file. He'll go to, depending on where you grow up or how many times you moved, he gets put on your file. He'll check out what schools you went to. He'll talk to teachers. Uh, I feel like they hopped on it pretty quick too because I remember once I graduated boot camp. Uh, my neighbors already told me that a special agent had came had came to talk to them. So like they hop on it pretty pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, as long as everything you told, like they you know they, I mean right now probably smoking weed is probably not a big deal. Um, but back then, I mean early two thousands, uh, like hey, have you ever smoked weed before and all this stuff like. Like people didn't really want to tell the truth about it because I guess it was still considered like a bad drug. But yeah. um, stuff like that, as long as you tell the truth and it matches up and they catch you in it, you've already told them the truth. For the most part, you're good. But of course, everybody you know has stuff that they that they want to hide. That um, uh, I was I was pretty good. I mean, I was honest about like man, as long as you didn't really put people in a hospital for something crazy or whatever, yeah. they understood. You know. Us, us as as young men, man, we're yeah. gonna do stupid stuff in in middle school and high school. Yeah, I feel like they're probably, I feel like they're probably more interested in not what you did, like you said, so long as it's not something horrendous. They're probably more interested in not whether or not you did it, but are you just gonna own it? Like, yeah, yes sir, yeah. No, no sir, yeah. yes sir, no sir, I did it. Yeah, like, it just yeah, that's the more important. Thing. Yeah, I wouldn't give a fuck if they did something and be like they own it, like because you're gonna they're gonna find out, mm-hmm. like they're gonna find out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did that, uh, and then while they're doing that, it takes a while to get your clearance. So then I had to go to, uh, I had to go to like security for school, and then pass that, and then I had to go to Washington D.C. where I had to wait out to get my clearance at like the Eighth and I barracks, and then once you get, um, now you, your clearance, man. Sometimes it can take by that moment it's already been in process for like close to a year so by the time you get to the to washington dc man if you can get out of there in three months which will be like right at a year where they start your clearance like that's great but there's some people man it's it's about a year and a half to two years so they're waiting like some almost a total of three years to get their clearance because either something they got caught up in or they moved around a lot or some of their family lived overseas where you could be talking about to know if somebody's not yeah so like all those little things going to factor like you know if you got a like a german last name or something like that oh yeah this shit might take three, <laughs> three oh, years oh dude there are there are guys i've had on i've had a guy from delta force and he was talking about like one of his friends like x delta like as elite as you know bleeds red white and blue as anyone but his mom was born overseas because of that he couldn't get yankee white clearance meaning he couldn't work in the white house his mom is yeah dude i guess so yeah obviously you cleared all of it and what do you it takes a year 
So they're really. You're, if if everything goes through, I'm, and I'm not saying smooth because I had a few hiccups, but like yeah. if you can if you can get your station where there's at the White House, Cam David, or commu- communications agency, if you can get that within a year or at a year, like that's good. Damn, but it can go longer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I, I, there's guys that that I'm, I know. There's some guys who have spent their whole force for years just waiting for their clearance and they didn't get it before their Jesus. before their time was up. So what they did now for that program is that they changed it that if you get presidential support, you have to do a minimum of six years now. You can't do just four because you're waiting for your clearance may may yeah. may take up that four. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and they don't want to invest all that time just to have you be like, peace. <laughs> like, yeah. Get all that cleared clearance and then be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to quit and start a podcast. And they're like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, yeah. I, I got to go take a piss. Hold on. I'll edit this out. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Cut you. Destroying water. Man, you already know. I got, I got my boys on deck right here. Water gang. <laughs> so are there like are there like tiers of like white house security or presidential security i was thinking like mm-hmm. in my completely unlimited or not unlimited lack i mean my limited knowledge of this figure if you had someone that like didn't pass security clearance or they didn't get everything they wanted maybe you'd put them on like the outermost perimeter you know, uh, no, nah, you got you got your clearance. That's it. Damn. All you right. Don't, you don't you don't get nowhere near. Fuck. Yep. So so, yep. where where you said you served at Camp David, right? Yes, sir. What is yep. so it? Uh, what does that entail? Can you talk about it? Uh, like little bits and parts. So yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. I sort of went through this when I did the my survival show. They asked, and then like when I was a ninja warrior, man, they just kept like, dude, they were just pressing and pressing for stuff. I'm like. I don't know, like I, I've been through this multiple times, but yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you get to camp, you get to Camp David, and um, which is like sometimes I remind myself, man, that's like a place of history. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know what Camp David is, uh, so the way I'll put it is that White House is a president's like mainstay. Secret Service runs the White House. Uh, you come to Camp David. Like, like okay, Marine Corps is a department of the Navy, but as far as like security go, man, Marines we run that. Like, I when I got senior enough there, I would tell secret secret service agents where to like position themselves too. And I remember the first time when I even got that when I got senior enough to get that job, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna meet with these secret service agents and tell them like where to be and stuff." And I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> Me, my dumbass." Dude, they, Garrett Graff talks about that in his book Raven Rock. Talks about Camp David. It's all about like presidential bunkers and shit. But part of it is like there's like a bunker like at Camp David just in case shit goes down while they're there. Yeah, and they talked about it, like Marines guarding it, and they're like not even Secret Service could go in. It was like there were certain places where it was like it didn't matter who you were. It was like president, president's wife, president's kids, and maybe like cabinet members. But it was like aside from that. It was like shoot to kill. It doesn't matter if you're a Secret Service agent. Like, fuck off. But yeah, Camp D- Camp David was actually it changed names under multiple presidents, 
until it got yeah. to Eisenhower named it David after I believe his grandson. And then after Eisenhower, after Kennedy became president, after the Bay of Pigs, bef- after the Bay of Pigs, before the Cuban Missile Crisis, Kennedy met with Eisenhower, kind of like seeking some advice. And uh, apparently, he met with Eisenhower and was trying to like commiserate with him. He was like, "No one knows how hard it is to be president until you're actually the president." And I guess Eisenhower just didn't give a fuck. Didn't didn't view JFK at the same level of him. Because he, yeah. he was like, as Garrett Graff says, he was like the, the five-star general that oversaw the largest amphibious invasion in the history of man and who kept the Cold War cold for eight years, didn't have much respect for JFK. And he apparently, in JFK's words, quote, gave me the, lash, the tongue lashing of a lifetime. And because of that, JFK was so grateful for his, because he was surrounded by yes men. And then Eisenhower came in and just tore him a new one. They went for like a walk. And he was so grateful for Eisenhower's uh, unfiltered criticism that he decided that they were going to keep it Camp David as a sign of respect to Eisenhower. So it had been named differently under each president for multiple presidents. And I got to Kennedy and he was like, yeah, we're going to keep this Camp David. Like, show some respect to Ike. little factoid for anyone listening. But yes. Hey, so, man, I appreciate it because I did read that I actually have like a book about Camp David because I bought it because I wanted to see how accurate it was mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know all the history and I did read that but over time I sort of forgot and then you just reminded me so I appreciate that yeah, you're welcome it's a little it's a little, little factoid but um yeah I don't, what else can you can you talk because I know it's probably yeah so just like so just to try to wrap up my life oh yeah the, yeah yeah sorry the presidential support thing I will say this um uh, Oh, I got to, I'm going to try to keep this at like five minutes to wrap up this. So yeah. I, man, it's, it's, I think now that I look back, you got to remember when I'm doing this, I'm, I got there before I was even 21. So I'm 20 year old kid. By the time I leave, I'm 23, maybe 24 or something. And like, now I look back, I'm 37 and I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, I help protect like if not, I don't know, maybe Trump might be him as like one of the most I don't want to, well, I think it might be a tie between, you tell me this I don't want to get off subject let's say 20 years from now, who do you think will be more memorable? Because I think they're all neck and neck right now Bush, Obama, or Trump like, they're all, they're memorable for different, yeah, they're memorable for different reasons yeah, Bush 9-11, Iraq Obama, first black president Bush, tail end of Bush, 2008 financial crisis. Obama, black, black had, president. What? Bush had Bush had the... Um, Afghanistan, Iraq, WMDs. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But, but Obama killed Osama, but he was also the first black president. And okay. then Trump is just... Trump just brings down the house around him for good or for better or worse. He just... Yeah. Coronavirus, so, though. So, I don't know, man. 9-11, COVID, killing Osama... I don't think 20 years you'll be able to determine who. I think it'd have to be longer. I think... Yes, yeah, okay, that's a close-up, but they're all, like, neck and neck in yeah, a way. Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, because you're, you're right. Clinton kind of... Bill Clinton kind of... He just kind of... He's kind of faded as... Mm-hmm. Neither good nor bad. It was like he balanced the budget, but he got a blowjob, so, you know, everyone hates. But it's like... Yeah, in terms of, like, polarization... Yeah, I don't know. And, and Bush had Katrina, too. He had you're right, Katrina. you're right. You're right. 9-11, Katrina, 
Iraq, Dick Cheney pulling the pulling the le- levers behind him. Man, so so I got to a point now that I'm looking, I'm like, damn, man, I was a 20 year old kid carrying a pistol, multiple weapons on me, ammunition, standing next to, with without Secret Service, not only next to uh, Bush, not only his dad, not only his wife, not only his family members. I'm like, I, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, damn, like I couldn't, in, I couldn't take all that in as a young yeah. 20 year old kid. I'm like, man, like I just wanted to get sleep and yeah. and, and go out and party yeah. and meet girls when I wasn't. Yeah, just and, yeah, it's not and, registering. I'm, yeah, I'm like that is nuts. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you probably look back on it. It probably feels like you're looking at someone else. Yeah, and because then you got to remember you're just young and you're just doing a job, you just and if you don't want to fuck it up, you just yeah, fuck it up. So it's like you don't really try to like take it all in. You're just like, man, I just want shit to go smoothly. Like I just like you just don't want to lose track of where the president is. Yeah, because like you, you, you always need to know where he's at, and somebody's like calls you on the radio and like, where's he? Like like you just don't want to fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Maybe that's, so that's by design, man. Maybe that's by design. You want someone who is just so young and intimidated and focused on doing the job. You don't want someone old. I'm 29. You're 37. You know. You don't want someone our age that would perhaps be contemplating the fact that you are next to some of the most, inf- if not some of the, the most influential people on the planet. You don't want that sort of pressure to start weighing on you. You know. That's how you get yeah. crazy people like Lee Harvey Oswald or Giuseppe Princip. Or no, sorry, Gavrilo Princip. It's uh. The guy that set off World War One. It's uh maybe you want that. Maybe it's by design. You want just sort of scared shitless, right? Just I just want to yeah. do my fucking job. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I yeah. remember times. All right, I'm gonna try to really wrap this. Dude, like it doesn't I, matter. There's I, no there's no time limit, man. Do whatever. It's fucking doesn't matter. I just remember even times this where Bush or his dad would talk to me, and like now I would respond differently. But I remember I was just. Like I just didn't want any problems. Like sometimes they would come and talk to me about stuff, and it was like, it was like, like I don't want to talk to you. Like I just want to guard. Like don't don't say nothing to don't me. Don't talk just, to me. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm protection. But like when they speak to you, you got to speak to them. But I remember, yeah. man, just let me just like few. Let me try to give you like one two stories. I remember one time I was playing this. I was at this one building, and then I didn't know it. I knew something was going on because I could hear commotion. Because like the president, I don't, I can't speak for Obama or, or Trump because I don't know how they like to operate. But in a way, I feel like it's all the same, whether they're safe or not, because you got to keep them safe. But when he's traveling and, and when you're in a controlled space to where you're not, you know, like somewhere in L.A., like a building or, or a convention center or something, we're in a controlled spot like the White House or Cam David is at. When he moves, sometimes like it's like there's ghosts around him where you can't see him. You might be able to hear them, but like people just move around real smoothly, and you might hear a little radio chatter. And so I remember I was in this one building, and I was um, I was doing something, and I just sort of started hearing small, quiet commotion. It was like real smooth, and I'm like, something's not right, but I'm technically off right now, so I'm not going to worry about it. And then all I remember is I see like an agent walk past and then I just like sort of give him a head nod and then all of a sudden 
like I see like an older guy and I turn around in this bush and he's like walking up on me. And I'm like, so it was sort of weird because like I wasn't on duty, but I was just like, I didn't really know what to say. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, how you doing, sir? And he's like, don't mind me, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm playing like this game. I'm playing this game and he's literally like standing next to me like watching so you already know how like frustrating it is like if your girlfriend's watching you play a game or like your buddy and yeah. i'm like oh well, you, you're playing video games it was <laughs> it wasn't it i was gonna say it was a certain type of game that's all i'm gonna say grand theft auto <laughs> so all of a sudden i remember he's standing next to me watching at that moment it sucking it sucked in my head like the president of the united states is watching you play a game so and he wants you to keep playing. So he's literally standing next to me right here. And I remember I I messed up because like I can't even concentrate yeah. now. And then the first thing that came out of Bush's mouth, he looked at me, he like nudged me, he was like, Dang man, you suck. And then <laughs> and like he was like, All right, I'm about to go over here and then I remember one of the agents was laughing and then I was just like like I didn't even want to play the game no more. <laughs> and I haven't played video games since. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. What if he asked you for the sticks? And he's like, man, get. <laughs> Barbara, cancel my two o'clock. I'm going to teach this kid some manners. Yeah, yeah so like. Yeah, dude, man, how the fuck do you even. Like, I freak out when the teacher would stand over my shoulder when I was in second grade. Right. Keep doing your math. Two plus two is nine. <laughs> yeah, and it's Bush well, is standing no, over your shoulder. When the teacher's standing over you and you're like taking a test and then. She's saying what the answer you found out, and then you look up at her, and she's like, "You're like, oh damn, like it's probably wrong answer." Dude, I remember my sophomore year in college. I was in genetics in Valdosta, not Florida, Valdosta, Georgia. It was my second semester of my second year before I transferred to UGA, and I did. I remember going up to the professor, and I was like, really wasn't sure on one of these genetics problems, and I was like, I think it's B, and I was looking at him, and he looked at me and kind of smiled and went. And I was like, I was like, thanks, man. And I went back, changed it to C, turned it in, got it fucking wrong, and the answer was B. Never yep. saw that motherfucker again. It's the only time it's ever happened in my life. Dude, yeah. dude gave me a little like heads up, like that's not right. I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> like what I the had fuck? a connection. Yeah, I ended up getting a B in that class. Fuck that guy. But yeah, god damn, man, that's in what? I, so I don't mean to. I know, I know you're trying to move on from it, but I gotta bring it back. What did I don't not, not sure I entirely understood it. What do you mean when you said there's like ghosts like So so obviously not actual like phantoms. No, no, I mean but they know I I look at I look at secret services like ghosts to where like uh so where if you people who are who are sensitive to that realm they can sense or see so like me saying I'm sensitive to them, I know how they move around so I can see them to where if you were around them, you might be able to see one, two, maybe three agents, but uh, really there could be 10, but they're in different spots, but you just don't see them because they blend and they move smooth. That's what you said, smooth, yeah. I had on the Delta Force guy, Dale Comstock, and he said he said his Delta team, quote, flowed like water. Mm -hmm. He said it wasn't, it wasn't jumbly or said it was just smooth. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like water. I guess that's, yeah, kind of like a ghost. It just, shh. Yeah. That's yep. terrifying. And you, and you won't see, you, yeah, like everybody's like, I think I've seen a ghost before. Yeah, like I said, you might see one or two, but like there's a group of them that are just all in different positions and they just, they move. So and that's they have what rifles. I mean. like, 
they have rifles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. These yep. aren't just ghosts. These are ghosts with rifles, and they're connected by radio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These are savage ghosts. So, yeah. So we t- we talked about again. So we talked about this one, on one the last, one last. Story. Yeah, dude, dude, keep going. It doesn't matter, man. I'm enjoying it. No, I, I like, like it. Sort of this is, that, um, you gotta stop apologizing. You have stories of hanging out near the fucking bushes, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> That's badass. Let's. I, I'm fine with talk. This is awesome. <laughs> Did one, you go on Air Force One? I think it's important that Did you I go on Air Force One? Everybody who obviously I got problems with politics. Like I don't I don't claim a party. I think there's advantages and disadvantages of both parties. Yeah. Um, but just as a human being, like I think one of the most important things I saw was when I was with his dad one time, and um, if if they're doing anything or if they're not like at a certain building, they don't like to keep any TVs on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, none of that. I don't know about. Like I can't speak for Trump or Obama, but that there they they should be feeling like they're not at work. Unplugged. So I remember I was with his dad one time. Yeah, I was with his dad one time, and there was some TVs in the spot that we were at. So we tried to either keep it on like the CMT channel because they you know they're from Texas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a hunting channel, and then I can't remember the other ones that we tried to keep it on. But I remember his dad walks in, say a few words to his dad. And um, and one thing I will say about any president, man, like I, I get it, whether it's him, Obama, Trump, I do try to show the respect that I know that it's a job that I wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I remember his dad got um, – was watching something and he was like, hey, he asked me if I could turn it to CNN. And I just sort of looked at him and I was like, you want me to turn it to CNN? He was like, could you please? I was like, all right. So I remember I turned it to CNN. And um, sure enough, man, like as soon as I turned it there, there's this chick blasting his son. Like not even commercial or nothing. It was just like, it was this lady. And I remember she just started tearing this so I, mean, I remember the whole time Bush Senior just there watching the whole entire thing for I want to say at least like 15 minutes. Didn't didn't see him swat his hand. Didn't see him. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, one of my senior, somebody in my chain of command came into the building, and he was like, "Why in the fuck do you have it on CNN?" And I go, "I was like, he told me to turn it there. His dad told me to turn CNN." And he was like, he literally told. And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes. All right, he's like, well, I'm getting back out of here because because the chick was still just yeah. slaughtering yeah. son, and I'm like, man, how? I was just thinking in that moment, like, I don't have any kids, but I couldn't imagine where there's any relative, even a friend of mine, like, just turn it to a channel and watch somebody tear apart somebody like yeah. I care about, like a family yeah. member, knowing that that person doesn't personally know them. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it's very easy to look at it and it's like, oh, well, the president deserves all this criticism. And, and I mean, hey, what a great thing. We live in a country where you can criticize the leader without being taken off to a gulag. But, yeah, I can see where if you're the family member and it's like this person you knew their entire life and them mm-hmm. being president is just the most recent thing they're doing. But up until then, they were you just knew them as brother or dad or uncle. Yeah. And then just seeing people tear into him and just being like, hey, man, he's a pretty nice guy. Like maybe he's not doing the best job, but trust, trust me when I say he's he's a good guy. Yeah, 
I guess it kind of bring, yeah it brings it into perspective. It's like, dude, these are just these are just people. These are just people and and with kids, dads. I've never had, and this is not me kissing ass because I was I was there. But and if this was a scenario where I'm just trying to kiss ass, I wouldn't even probably bring this up. I never had a bad interaction at all with any of the bushes. Now, some of the people under them, as far as like like the people below them in the chain of command, yeah, but it's for a reason because they're trying to make their boss happy. Yeah, yeah. So like they could be the dickhead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's again in, in Raven Rock by Garrett Graff is he he says he interviewed a bunch of Secret Service members and he said almost to a T across multiple president. I mean, some going back like forty years said none of them they all kind of said none of these none of these people individually were worth dying for but they said the office was worth dying for and so it's like what they're saying is like no it's like these aren't infallible saints but they're like once you get up there and you're like protecting them you're like okay maybe i don't agree with this guy politically but you're like this is just a dude this is just a dude and he's doing his best what he thinks is best for the nation that like I claim to love, so they're like the office is worth dying for, and yeah, I mean I feel like you got to get to that point where it's like you see him, you're like, dude, this is just a guy. This is just a guy that shits, brushes his teeth, doesn't like the floss. Like it's just a dude, right? It's just a guy that gets in the shower and it's like, ah, fuck, the water's too hot. You're like, oh man, this isn't the president. You're like, this is just a guy who's like, man, my butt itches. Like, you know, but they got to put on the mask of I'm the president. Like, yeah, man, that's, yeah, they're carrying the weight of the world on them. So even like you said, like in my mind, it would throw me off. Like I'm saying, I'm I'm playing this game and Bush just comes up to me and is like, oh, don't worry about it. What are you doing? Like, I, in my mind, I always had as a kid, like when the president comes in, like doors fly open, like there's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> president stand, but in reality, he's just like, what's up, man? Gaming? Yeah, 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 dude. They there's a there's a good book about Air Force. I think it's literally called Air Force One. But they talk about how that's where you'd see the president be himself because they're mm-hmm. like it was such a closed space where you could truly. Because they're like the White House, it's their home, but it's like they're they're like home, like all yeah. cameras are on them. They like, get to the White yeah. House, you can literally put all the press back in one cabin, and the president. Mm-hmm. They said that's where you'd see them all just be themselves, like put their feet up, just fuck around, make jokes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Truman used to actually fly over senators' states that he didn't like, and he'd shit, and then he'd have them dump the septic. Over yeah, their state, yeah. swear to God. I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm not saying you're lying, but I, uh, I'm find, gonna, I'll find I'm the gonna, book for everyone listening. I'll find the name of the book and I'll link it in the comments. There's a book called Air Force One. Swear to God, dude, Truman was a nutcase, dude. Truman was a fucking nutcase, man. Well, well to be fair, LBJ used to take you have his dick a lot out. Of money and you're and you, and you're high on the political level doesn't mean that changes what morals are, which a yeah. lot of people forget. Yeah, yeah. Should anything make? they might go more out the window because now you got now you it's gone to your <laughs> head man dude lbj used to take his dick out <laughs> swear to god i'm not hey. apparently he had a huge dick and he called it jumbo swear to god i'm not making this up he used to pull out jumbo i i gotta piss again i'm sorry man <laughs> podcast late in the day i always have to stop multiple times because i've been drinking water all day early in the morning i'm dehydrated 
later in the day. I'm like a pregnant woman, man. I just got to keep going. Downstairs, <laughs> sorry. Awesome. I was at the book. Air Force One by Kenneth T. Walsh, Chief White House Correspondent. Fucking, I don't know why it's all blurry. God damn it. Okay, I see it. Got this weird. I don't know why Skype does that. It. So you, so you like using Zoom better, huh? Oh, there we go. That's clear as hell. There we go. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth yeah. E. Walsh. Crystal clear. A history of the presidents and their planes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Swear to God, man. They did some crazy. They did some crazy shit, man. Apparently, JFK had a dog that was like really fucking annoying. They just used to go nuts, and JFK would like zone out he'd get on board take like painkillers for his back and throw back a couple whiskeys and just pass out and the dog's running around but no one wants to like discipline the dog because it's the president's dog so everyone's just being patient as this fucking annoying like untrained dogs running around and the president's just zonked out on pills and booze just like this is it <laughs> this is the tip of the world Whew. yeah so that's crazy I was gonna say I wrote it down. I feel like I feel like Bush owes you like one favor, and it would be like if you ever got like a date with a girl, like wife material. Halfway through your first date, you know how people always have like, "Hey, call me halfway through the date, so in case I want to bail, I can be like, I got a bail." Now you just yeah. have Bush call and just be like, one second. Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> and she'd be like, no, 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 it's cool. I got a date. I got a date. And put it on speaker and she'd be like, yeah. Hey, honey. <laughs> this is Georgia Bush, man. Just want to let you know he's an upstanding man. I was just calling him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having his number. I, uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Dude, I bet he is, man. I'd fucking party with Bush. I'd party with Obama, too. I bet Obama's fun to party with. I think all of them would be cool to hang out with. At a, depending on the situation completely outside of like politics and like yeah, chain yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> global geopolitical implications yeah. yeah I bet Trump would be fun as fuck with to like I want to go gambling with Trump that's what I would do yeah, it, would, it would be something Vegas three piece yeah something Vegas, like that type strippers very vain yeah go stay in like like the executive suite seven course meal Gambling yeah, without, so. yeah, that's what Obama. What would Obama Bush would just be like? Bush would be like, Obama would be like, I would go to like the club with Obama, it'd be like very suave, maybe like a nice dinner. We take some ladies out, yeah, yeah, maybe go watch some jazz, something just very relaxed, yeah, like, yeah, maybe go on like a first class flight or something. Very Bush. Outdoors, something I was about outdoors. to say, Bush, yeah, it'd be out on some plantation or some shit. Pickup trucks, <laughs> guns, bonfires, just open containers, just burning this motherfucker down, yeah. Bunch of illegal guns, have the Secret Service, like, get some shit from the armory. Some 50 cals, yeah. Throwing up yeah. bottles of gas and shit. Drinking homemade moonshine, <laughs> wrestling with alligators and shit. Bush is one of the, yeah, you, you hang out with Bush and the next morning you, woke, you wake up with no memory, like, a broken jaw. You know, he's he's face down naked in a pile of hay. You don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like southern college like frat guy. 
you know, like you might die if you hang out with them. Like it'd be fucking crazy. Like probably younger Bush, older Bush, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, older. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just be, it would be insane. It would just be insane. Yeah, it's one of those things you'd like wake up and look at videos on your phone the next morning, and it'd be like you guys are like firing off artillery or something, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, so that was obviously an incredibly interesting thing you did, but you're also on American Ninja Warrior, which we didn't, we actually didn't talk about on the phone. We talked about Survivor. <laughs> All right, so this is funny. All right, so I did this. I did this. Um, yeah, I did that. After I left prison support, I got recalled, went to Iraq, uh, did time in Iraq for like a year. And then um, fast forward through some things, and then I got engaged. Um, oh man, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of skim through that. I got engaged, met this hot this chick who I was like infatuated. This is before I got to like obviously the man I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, man, I like this hot chick, man. She was man. I I don't know. I just really liked her. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't like me. Whatever. We ended up being friends. Exchanged numbers. Met her when I was out in LA, when I was stationed out in California. Uh, stayed in contact, times lined up good. I, sh- I sh- how do I say this? I shot my shot at her and um, sort of gave her ultimatum. Like, look, I think me and you would be dope together. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. She didn't know. Finally, I was like, cool, then, then have a good day. Anyways, yeah. she hit me back later. We ended up talking. It's like, all right, look, we're going to try this. Um. So, but at that moment, so there's a show, and it's funny. My friends they either call it because there's so many survival shows. The most popular one is Survivor and Naked and Afraid. Yeah. So even my yeah. own friends who watch the TV show, like years later, they're still like, "Man, remember remember when you were on Survivor?" And I'm like, "Um, you came to my viewing party. It wasn't Survivor." Or like some of my friends would be like. Dang, man, I, can't, I still can't believe you did naked and afraid. And I'm like, why well, did I was not naked? <laughs> I was not naked. I was very afraid, but I in fact had clothing on. Uh, no, I did this. Um, man, I'm a Kentucky. I did this show where uh, one of my friends who is a wounded veteran. I don't have a picture of him right now, but like he's a very important friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Kozlowski, man, he lost his arm and his leg in Iraq and. Man, hey, man, we were not good friends at all before he got blown up by IED. But um, that, like, it's crazy that something that bad is what made us close. And I remember I had to go see him at Walter. No, no, it was Bethesda. Um, Bethesda in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, dang, you like you got to remember, man, most of these guys, are when they're Marines, man, they're just, I don't want to say we're brainwashed, but, like, we just egos. Yeah. You know, egos. Young man. Yeah, you just. Yeah, dude, I'm listening to a history of the Pacific War right now, War in the Pacific, and it's these guys talking about after they dropped the nuke, and yeah, one of these, you know, these young Marines that were taken down, uh, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, uh, Peleliu, and they were like, I think the exact quote is, you know, it's like under the whole invincible young man, like, t- you know, we kill Japs facade. They're like, dude, we're scared shitless. When they dropped the nuke, they said we are crying with tears because for the first time we started planning for a future farther than one day ahead. Mm-hmm. And that really puts it into perspective. You're like, oh damn. These guys were mm-hmm. literally like, All right, made it through today. I mm-hmm. wonder if we'll be here tomorrow. 
Because oh, yeah. thousands were dying every day. This isn't, yeah, this is, it's on a scale unlike anything that's happened. But yeah, that's what he said. It's like under the whole fearless facade. He's mm-hmm. like, dude, he's like, we're scared shitless young men. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't think it's brainwashing. I think it's bravado. And if I think if you don't have bravado, you're probably going to die. So it's probably useful and, to have. Go, yeah, having a good, healthy part of fear, I think, is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, dude, it, it, it is important, especially in today's society, is like, you know, where everybody gets a trophy. It's good to have, as an individual, to have somebody pump you up to feel good about stuff you can achieve. Yeah. But there's a limit on both on how much fear you should have and then on how much bravado, mm-hmm. brainwashing or cockiness you should have. Uh, you know, cockiness and confidence, they're, they're cousins, I guess, depending on the situation. But, um, but no, man, I learned um, that when I saw him, man, that like, I'm like, dang, like I'm thinking, dude, we're studs and how the hell, the hell did this happen? And like when you see or some somebody that like you know and man you see shrapnel marks on their face and their sternum and stuff and they're struggling to eat with one hand and and you got to try to act like everything's normal because they the nurses sort of prep you like hey when you go in here and talk to him he's not gonna look like how you last saw him so if you can like don't try to cry yeah. like they're they're getting mentally where they need to be yeah. they don't want you going there if you're gonna freaking wig out and, and give them a sob story they're just now trying to get over that yeah so so i had to go in there man and, and fake and act like everything was fine and just try to talk to him like a normal human being which was like really really hard uh and adam man you watch this man um love you bro man i, I care about this dude him and his family and um he's been like a good friend but um Shout out, Adam. Yeah, the only the only reason I'm bringing that is because he sort of, um, I don't want to say guided me, but got me to like even doing the TV thing. Um, do it. He sent me this <laughs> when I was engaged to my ex. He sent me this thing, and it was like win a million dollars if you can not get caught or something. It was some TV show that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were producing called The Runner and like you could win a million dollars or something. But like they wanted like Navy SEALs, like uh, special ops guys. And then I was like, man, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not trying to compete with no Navy SEALs and no damn special ops Delta Force guys. And he's like, he's like, man, he's like, dude, if you were on there, dude, I think you would do good. I think it'd be hilarious too. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. He was like, man, you owe me. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I sort of do. And I was like, whatever, they're not going to pick me. So I send in this application. They hit me back like the next day. I did it like the day before the deadline. And they were like, hey, unfortunately, we can't take you for this show because we didn't think that, like, we already thought we had our picks. We didn't think we were going to get somebody like, who did like President Chigar like the last day. Yeah. So um, they're like, hey, but we have this other show that producers are working on we really think you should apply for it. Like we just, we really urge you that you should apply for it. So I didn't think nothing about it, I didn't respond. Adam hits me back up, he was like, hey man, so what happened, did you send that stuff in? I'm like, yeah. He's like, did they get back to you? And I was like, uh, nah, sort of, but not really. He was like, yeah. what do you mean? So I told him and he was like, all right, send me the, send me the, send me a screenshot or whatever of what they sent you. So he read it and he's like, Bro, he was like, you better apply for that. And I'm like, fuck. So what it was, they were like, hey, we think you should apply for this show where you're going to 
they try to make it sound cool. They're like, you're going to visit these exotic landscapes where very few people have seen. They're like, you're going to you're going to be on like breathtaking mountains and da da da. da. And I'm like reading it. And then it was like, by the way, you're going to be by yourself, and you're not really probably not going to have any food. You got to find your own food, and it's going to be very difficult. So like they give you like this paradise feeling, and then they're like, oh yeah. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Because I don't even like camping, by the way. I don't even like camping with people. Dude, I don't, like, I don't even like going outside, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I went ahead and I'm like, ah, oh, hell no, I ain't doing this shit. So I sent it to him. He hits me back and he's like, man, you need to do it. And I'm like, no, you said I should do the, the damn special ops thing. And so he gave me this guilt trip and he's like, man, he goes, I'm lucky enough to still be alive. I got my wife who stayed by my side. I got a kid. And he goes, for missing an arm and a leg, I, I'm doing great. And he goes, but man, I would love to now see that how, you know, this isn't word for word, Ab, but you anyway. So, but like, he's like, to have the opportunity that where I look at things in life different, to even just have the opportunity to try to tackle that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, man. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm like, they're not going to pick my black ass anyway. So fine. Forget it. Fine, Adam. I'll fill it out. So I showed my fiance. She starts cracking up laughing. She's like, she's like, like, go ahead. This is going to be funny. She's like, they're not going to pick you. She's like, there's no way you don't know anything about, because there's this big misconception. People think that if you're in the military, that you know how to survive by yourself in an exotic place you've never been before. Like, and that made me so mad. So, like, when I did the show, like, people would message me while the show was on. They're like, bro, how have you not eaten for two days? Like, weren't you? And I'm like, people watch Rambo and all these movies, and they think that's real life. Yeah. Like, guys, Rambo is not real life. Yeah. You guys have MREs. You have, yeah, you have, yeah. You have chains of, you have supply chains. You have, yeah. Like, think that every person in the military should be able to be dropped off at some place they have no fucking idea where they're yeah. going it should just be fucking we'll walk out with like sheep skin and yeah. lion coat yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead lion just yeah straight yeah you're right some jason Bourne shit yeah reading license plates from a mile some of them some of them are trying to do that not <laughs> but there's a reason why it's some it's not yeah and this is what people forget the, the biggest thing about military work together as a unit they don't train you to work by yourself yeah yeah and so uh but if you do do that type of stuff you go through schooling specified yeah. to learn how to survive Seer. like Seer school, yeah whatever, which i never went to i i actually they tried to get me to go but i did i'm not gonna lie like i was terrified to go to Seer school excuse me yeah like i didn't i just had a problem like i'm young I, like i don't want people putting me in a cage or slapping me in my face yeah like I, i'm good i'm working for the president i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to go do that right now yeah yeah <laughs> dude mike mike i had on mike durant the the pilot that was shot down everyone knows from black hawk down he mm-hmm. talks about in his book in the company of heroes said seer school was like one of the least enjoyable things like almost on par not as bad as being captured but he was like close second <laughs> He was like, it sucks. I want to go. He's like, I'm, I'm hungry, like, want- I'm tired, getting beat up. <laughs> like, I don't fucking want to do it. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of guys will be, will, will not tell you that. Like, I'll openly say, like, my first sergeant tried to get me to go to Sears school twice, but like, 
I made up these other excuses of schools that I needed to go to before that that were valid. And I was like, I'm not scared, man. I didn't, dude. I just, dude. I was terrified. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. I just didn't want to. Like, I don't. I don't care that I look like a badass at 37. Like, I'm fine with being underestimated. Yeah. Like, I don't want to prove like how much more bad badass I am by telling that like, man, people pouring water on my face and yeah. her slapping me around. Like, I. So, anyways, um, man, we get tougher. So, so I. My my fiance is like at this moment already just sort of I didn't see it but this is one thing that's important about having a woman and this goes women too like you gotta have a if you're with a man you gotta have a man who like believes in you I understand joking is cool but like there were signs that like she was already negative about me doing something that only six people in the world were going to get a chance to do because this is the first season we're starting everything off on this season of the show the show is called the wheel. And so the thing behind the show is that you get six people. They try to put it like every average day people, but like actually all these people are sort of badass. Like we got Adam and he ran across America in 60 days. He's considered the real life Forrest Gump. We got this guy, Luke, who's like a father of six. He's uh he, they try to give him a like, Oh, he's just a plumber, but he's very, he's very fucking smart. Um, did like boy scouts, all this other stuff, but he's like in his forties, very smart guy. Um, he gets on my nerves sometimes, but we're all cool. We got this chick, Lindsay. She's a, she's done the Ironman. She's a triathlete, but she's also, uh, she's not a supermodel. She's damn near a supermodel. She's pretty, she looks pretty good. Um, and then we got this guy, we got this chick named Kat, who's, she's like an anesthetist or something, but like yeah. she's a nurse and she, she travels and hikes all these like mountains and stuff, but they sort of just like, they want to pass this off as like, Oh, we got this one guy who like qualified for the Olympics as a wrestler, but then broke his back. But like all these people, did, but they try to they want to make us sort of seem like every average day people. So it's to get six every average day people, take them around the world in six different climates from the desert all the way to like freezing tundra and to let them survive by themselves for 60 days. And I didn't know what causes the switch. They wouldn't tell us, and we. I didn't know if I was going to Africa. I didn't know if I was going to be going to uh, Australia, Russia. They would not tell us, and it's. You know how hard it is to, to prepare to survive in a land that you don't know where you're going. You know, it's very difficult. I know. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I normally am pretty sure where I'm going. It's. Yeah. I think you're in a unique situation. No, but, but yeah, obviously, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, prepare. To survive, where am I surviving? Well, it's somewhere yeah, on the planet. YouTube videos, where all the videos you're watching, dude. I probably watched like 200 YouTube videos getting ready for this. I'm like, I could possibly watch 200 videos that don't mean shit because yeah. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, jungle, you know, desert, yeah, yeah, mountain, snow, yeah, yeah, jungle. So Amazon. So anyways, um, so. She's like, you know what? She's laughing, but I couldn't see that. Like at the beginning, I felt like she was sort of being a hater. But like this is big. Like guys, ladies, if you date men and you you spend your time with somebody, be with somebody who supports you having hobbies, doing what you like doing. And if you're going to want to try to tackle something in your life that means a lot to you that you and only five other people are going to do, and like they don't support you, like fuck them. Yeah, I did. Like. I understand you invest all this time. And I was like, man, we invest all this time together. But man, I tell you what, 
I live paycheck to paycheck now. I live by myself, but I've learned so much about myself in these past four years being single, living paycheck to paycheck, than when I was not really worrying about money with dual incomes and having an extra five to thousand dollars to spend a month, you know, like like it's cool having money, but you can't put a price on me what I get to do now. I go to work, I come home, I do whatever I want, I go, I go, I do break dancing battles, I work part time at a gym, I get to have fun, I get to do whatever like you can't put a price on freedom. Yeah. So uh not trying to say that being single is awesome, but like, hey, if you're gonna spend your time with somebody, just make sure they back you up. Like, and if they don't appreciate you having personal hobbies that you like to do, uh, man, like, just fuck them. Yeah. So, anyways, I was gonna say yeah. is, I was gonna say it's not like, it's not like you guys just got married and you have two little babies and another one on the way, and you're just like, fuck it, I'm going on TV. <laughs> that, I, yeah. I could get that, yeah. but yeah, no, if it's just it's single, you're that. yeah, you're living the single life, yeah. It'd be one thing if you're a dad and it's like, what do you mean you're just going to Australia? Like, you have two kids. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in my second trimester, and you're like, bitch, I'm gonna be on Survivor. Like, I could see where yeah, you get angry, but yeah, I mean, single, it's yeah, man. Yeah, if they're making so, fun of it, dude, it's yeah, fuck them. Well, it well, so so then it went from like her just being like. Like, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Go ahead and do it, but they're not going to pick you. You don't know anything what you're doing in the wilderness, and, like, you don't have any qualifications. And I'm like, I look, I'm like, yeah, you're right, but, hey, Adam, she's like, all right, cool. So she just thought it was funny. I remember the first day, I want to say, like, two, three weeks later, <clears throat> Discovery Channel calls me. I'm, at, I'm, in my, I'm in the other room, and I'm, like, chilling, duh, 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 you know, I think I'm actually playing a video game in other room and then all of a sudden like i get my phone calls and it's like i'm looking and it says los angeles and i'm like like something's not right i've never got a los angeles call before so someone's like pick it up i picked it up and this lady's like hi um is this just sean this is ashley from discovery channel can i could i speak with sean please and i'm like i'm like huh and she's like i'm like oh like i'm like oh shit i'm real weird i like close the door like talk to her on the phone for about 15 20 minutes just to get a feel for my personality. Uh, anyways, I went this whole process. She's like a producer, get in touch with you. I like our conversation. Definitely, you got a personality for TV. She's like, whether you could do this or not, I don't know. But like, we we like people with personality, and so, bam, all that. They took me through this process. Like, they're letting me know like I'm a quarter finalist and a semi finalist. And then towards the end, man, I just saw my. Um, I don't want to say women, but certain people they get they get jealous of the other person getting attention. Mm-hmm. Like well, they only want their their focus for you in the relationship is be them. That means they don't want you working out. They don't want you probably trying to better yourself. They just want you to worry about them, which is pretty selfish. Um, and, and that's what jealousy does. So I remember when I would come home, they got. The show got to the point to the part where they said, "Look, dude." They go, "If you're this far in the process, I'm just one of the producers. Like, I'm gonna be blunt with you." He's like, "You got a good chance that you're gonna get picked." He's like, "But I'm gonna tell you, there's about a hundred other or eighty other people we're looking at. But I want to let you know, these eighty people, we're heavily we want we would love for all of them to make it. Unfortunately, there's gonna be six of you guys." So he goes, "I'm gonna tell you this. I don't tell everybody." He goes, "It would." At this moment, you probably want to start saying something to your job that 
you might be leaving for two to three months and talk stuff over your significant other. And you at this moment, you probably really need to start practicing some of the stuff you're watching. So I'm like, I did that. I would come home and I would leave to go over my buddy's house who had land to start just trying to like, Oh, have you ever tried to make a fire with, with just wood? No, I can't even imagine how you practice. Like what the fuck would I do? I feel like I'd be outside. Like, I don't even know what it's extremely, I'd be like sniffing trees. I'd be like, ah, yes, this one's alive. Like, okay, there's a ladybug. I'm ready. Like, don't, don't let the YouTube video, you'll find a YouTube video where this person makes it look so easy, but they got the right type of wood. They got the right type of tree. They got the right type of circumstances where it's sunny outside or like, but then there's something to like, they make it look easy, but you got to remember you're going to not try to do this off in a foreign land where you don't know the, the the landscape at all. So anyways, so I'm going to try to practice and I'm like just getting frustrated because I'm like, dude, I can't like I've been trying to do a bow drill fire. I've been trying to do a do a hand drill fire and so I'm sweating. And so it's like whatever. So fast forward, leading up before I leave to get on the show. We just started arguing about all kinds of stuff. Like I think she was she was putting me in a situation. It's like, look, you come home from work and then you go out and you do this and like all you care about now is the show. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get famous and all these chicks are gonna talk talk to you now and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be putting myself through a mental physical challenge by myself. I'm not worried about these other hoes right now. I was about to say, yeah, leave, it, to leave, it to a, as, <laughs> leave it to a girl. <laughs> leave it to yeah. a girl to take. You're like, I'm going to go try to survive in the wild. And they're like, you're going to be seeing other sluts. Like, How the fuck did you just go from A to Z? I'm like, I'm going to get on a show and go survive in the wild. Bet there are some other hoes out there with better butts than me. You're like, bitch, the fuck? <laughs> some abori- aboriginal yeah. women out yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah, like. I'm gonna go see my mom. I bet you're gonna go hang out with some Abercrombie model. Like, Tommy, what? What? How, how the fuck did you just go from A to Z? Right. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there with some hot, yeah, hot Amazonian women. I'm gonna find the Atlantis, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So we went through that, and I felt like she was. It was there was a void to where it was like, all right, I gotta do whatever I can to make him choose me or this show, because. Any, if we would go to parties, like any, any, I don't want to say I'm the life of the party, but my friends love having me around. I think I get togethers, parties, cookouts, whatever. I just like having a good time. So like when I, when we would go out and people would show me a lot of attention, like they, some people have that personality where they they get jealous. Like they want to be the only person giving you attention and you giving them, but like I get there sometimes I'm like, Hey, you good? You got your drink? Okay, you good, babe? All right, I'm going to go over here and talk to my friends. Have fun with your friends over here. And um, so anyways, like, I'm telling you this because it got to this point. It was like, I feel like she was trying to pick her over the show. And it was like, we had an agreement. At the beginning, she did say, hey, if you get through this, this is going to be hilarious. I support you. Literally came out of her mouth. Now we're getting towards the end. And she's seeing, like, I remember she got to the part where she came in one time. And I figured out if I phone with a producer and she was like, she was like, Sean, and I was like, what? She goes, they're going to pick you. I can feel it. And this is like where I'm still, it's only me and like, like only a hundred people they're going to pick now. And I'm like, I still got to battle out a hundred people left. And she's like, 
no she's like in the beginning like i didn't think in no way but she was like i could hear like just them talking to you in the other room and she's like they're gonna pick you i, I just know it and i was like ah i didn't so anyways yeah. long story short i was like no i got picked yeah don't sound so sad about it <laughs> yeah oh she was i know you're gonna that. succeed damn it yeah Man, if you um, get selected for presidential security, you'd be like, I think luck's on my side. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but like when you know that there's Navy SEALs who yeah, are in yeah. the mix and all this stuff is like, I don't know if they're they're looking for six different people, but all sort of like still badass people. They don't want people to come on here and just tap out, like, because that that's what happens on Naked and Afraid. You got these qualified people. Are you watch the show um, alone? Um, and I have a whole big respect for outdoors after going through that. I mean, I lost 30 pounds, man. And like when you're living, literally not camping, but living in nature for over a month. Oh, my gosh, man. It'll change your whole mind. Um, Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still like, dude, I had dude, I would have nightmares. Like when I, I had to see a psychiatrist and everything when I was done. I remember, dude, I'd wake up with like nightmares like that. I would when I was even back in the States. I would wake up with like nightmares that like, like I was somewhere like near the amp. Like I don't even know where the hell is that, but I was still starving. It was just like, man, it was it's crazy. Anyway, so um, where were you? Or you're you, you getting okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I I got picked for the show, and then by the time I got back home, and it was so. I tell you this. Let me. Something in your life or anybody who's watching it where let's say they go, so you get presented this opportunity that's very difficult, but it's very rewarding if you succeed. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go do it. You think you're about that life. They pump you up. Same thing like when I went to Iraq. They pump you up. I did all this training. Okay, sh- shit's about to go down. I'm ready. I'm ready. Man, when when we first rolled through that first city, I was fucked. My heart was beating like a motherfucker. Oh, puking shit in my pants I would because be now, all this training's done now you see these dudes you see people looking at you yeah. with real hate in your eyes like it's, you're at you're, you come from training where it's like <laughs> rah rah you're the best what sorry you just broke up for and a second they drop you and you're like oh shit yeah you so you go so, through training where they're like you're the best you're the most badass every fucking America and then you get there and it's it's like sunny quiet you're just like oh fuck we're oh shit like we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it, it hit you differently. So it all started singing in where I got through the process. Like the process is crazy itself. But so I remember the last day after I did multiple interviews, I did have a decent feeling that I was going to get. I had this feeling like, fuck, I think I'm going to get picked. I was like, because I know they're going to have a black person. They're going to have a black person on there. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, this is going to sound a little kind, but I'm like. I'm pretty sure I can beat out all these other black people. Like, I I'm not trying to be like judgmental, but I don't think because you're you're literally this is what you're thinking of. You want if you want to win, you're thinking about all these other people you see. And I'm like, damn, that dude's big. He's buff. Oh shit, that dude's probably a Navy SEAL. Oh damn, that chick's hot. She's probably gonna get picked because they need sex appeal. So you're look you're sizing everybody up. It's human nature. So yeah. just so nobody think I'm trying to be cocky, but wrong like, putting so people up. And so I'm like, all right, I know they're going to pick. Let me not worry about all these other like white people. Let me focus on the black people that I can see. I think I can, I think I can beat out all these other black people. For, I'm pretty sure. For everyone listening, Sean's black. Because if up until this point you haven't heard it, if up until, if you're just listening on Spotify, up until this point you're going to be like, 
Well, shit, man. The vast majority of my guests are white. It's, I mean, I've had on, I've had on, I fucking can't even remember it. Aaron and and uh, Kevin, and yeah, man. Point being, Sean's black. This isn't just this isn't just one of my like white Georgia friends. Like, yeah, I'm sizing up all these black folk. Like, oh fuck, that's how we get on. That's how you get cancel culture, man. Sean's black. It's okay. It's okay. Put your pitchforks down. He's black. Stand down. Uh, Thomas has on a, a, a confederate uphelm, be like yeah. Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, ah, damn it! Yeah, oh, yeah. Blind KKK. Yeah. Nope, nope. Sean's black. It's good. It's good. I can make fun of the white people. Sean, we're covered. Yeah. We got it. So, uh, so yeah. I, at that moment, I'm like, let me not worry about these hot chicks. Let me not worry about these white guys. Let me just know that I can, like, let me, th- I believe I can beat out any other black people here. And they got to have one black person. I feel like they're going to have one black person. So that was my thing. Man, I remember, so, bam, I remember a producer, security, two producers, a security person comes up to my room at, like, one in the morning. We're in a, we're in, the, I'm in this hotel. I couldn't leave this hotel. I didn't go outside for three days. Like, I was not, they take this shit super serious. I had to go through, like, damn, but like, let me not try to go, but, like, I had to, they took me through this intense ass, like IQ test is intense ass, uh, uh, personality, uh, psychological exam where I'm like, they're not going to find out shit. Dude, this shit was so accurate. Like all the red flags that popped up about like me. So like, for instance, this is one thing which me and you sort of had this talk. So like about your brother and mm-hmm. everything, but one thing that flag they flagged for me, I had three flags. Like one was about me and like my aggression or anger. One was me because they ask you like five questions, but they reword it. And after a while, you're like, fuck, man, I answered this. Like, yes, no, or maybe, or whatever. So, like, they asked me, they go, they go, we got a flag about you, like, being suicidal or something. And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, how? And they're like, we just look at all this stuff. And so the ladies, she's like, she was like, well, you may not have realized it, but in a way of these questions, is that you've thought about suicide. And I'm like, she's like, we're gonna give you time to explain. And I'm like, okay. And I go, this is a, this is my feeling about it. How do, I don't see how as you as a human being cannot imagine what life would be without you. Yeah, yeah. that's the oldest like, question. And, and so I had, I had broken down to her like, and I was like, I don't, I don't go day by day thinking like, I wanted like, I wanna take my life. I go, mm-hmm. I just really, multiple times I would be like would people care about me if I was going or like like what if I was in like just weird stuff yeah what would it be like if I wasn't here or but it doesn't think that I want to take my life so I broke it down to her like that and then she was like oh like okay da 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 then a few other things so bam the producers come to the room like one in the morning they're like hey they go we usually try to joke around with you and like play with people let them know that like hey sorry you didn't make it uh, but they're like, it's late, and we got to get you. We got to get you to medical. And they're like, we need your passport. And they're like, congratulations, you made it. And I'm like, hold on. I'm like, am I an alternate? Because I know that they're going to pick two alternates in case something happened. I'm like, am I an alternate or am I on the show? They go, no, you're on the show. And they're like, we need your. And I go, and and they go, you need to go to. We're taking you to medical right now, so you can get your. Well, I had to. I had to get. The shots, oh gosh, that. That, these crazy shots for like going overseas into like the yeah. wilderness. 
And then they're like, you got to get your this shot, this shot, this shot, this shot. And then we need to get you your malaria pills. And I'm like, oh, like at that moment, like because everybody just wants to win something and be be the selected few. But then I was like, damn, there's no more me talking shit to try to beat out these other people. Now it's oh fuck I won. You're like, oh fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh crap. It's this about to happen here in a few weeks. Um What does that feel like? What does that feel like? Man, it's because have you could you could talk about let's let's have you been in a fist fight before? I fought a girl when I was fourteen. Did she face it all she punched me in the side of the head i remember seeing stars i was on a beach good in florida point. 14 years old bull cut good <laughs> point so i've been in a lot of fights uh half the time i've been lucky enough when i was younger i got beat up a lot but once i got like puberty and strong and shit about like around 16 i started i would start winning majority of the fights um but like Sometimes the fights didn't go the way I want. Like I got a few scars on my face, <laughs> uh, some stitches. But when you feel real confident that you're about to fuck somebody up, and then you get caught with a punch that you didn't see coming, or you see blood dripping down your face, it is like whoa! Like that confidence sort of like is like whoa, hold on, what just happened? Yeah. And so like that's how that was. It's like you get like oh hell yeah, I'm ready to do this stuff, and it's like. All right, bitch, here we go. You ready? And it's like, I don't care how hard, like, you watch, you talk to anybody who's done Naked and Afraid, anybody who's done Alone. I don't know about Survivor. It's a little bit different. They got games and stuff they play on there. They give them snacks if they win a challenge. It's still hard, though, but you ask anybody who's like a real survivalist, dude, they will tell you Mother Nature will humble you. I don't care how much stuff you think you know, you're going to lose weight every day unless you're at a damn stock pond just where there's just tons of fish and you can just scoop them up. But like, dude, it's such a humbling experience. A lot of these people, man, they think they're, they're great outdoorsmen, but they got their guns. They got their, their little fishing gear, their little tackle box, and they're bringing probably snacks with them. Surviving on the land with limited stuff without any light source. I wasn't allowed a flashlight, no lighter, no nothing. Man, it'll humble the hell out of you. Fuck that. Um, I'll say this because because we might have to do a part two some other time because we're at an hour thirty three. Yeah, dude, we can do whatever, man. Uh, I, I mean, if you're cool, but man, I, like this this damn this survival thing is like a whole nother level. So like, dude, most people come on multiple times because we just have too much shit to talk about. I don't give a fuck, dude. We don't gotta cover it all today. Yeah, so do whatever let me, you want. Let me, do whatever you want. Let me. Let me let me paint this landscape of the beginning of the survival thing. All right. And then we'll call it. We'll, we'll tease we'll, it. We'll call this like a part It'll one. It'll be the end of episode one. That'll be the teaser. <laughs> um, they're like, they're like, hey, man, you got a week and a half to get your to get your shit ready. I'm like, all right. At that moment, my ex is gone. I get I get back. I get back to Indiana. My ex is gone. She packed up, left those three days I was gone. Did I, I broke down in tears because it went from in a matter of 24, the day before I left, I didn't see my ex. She was like, I'm going to go stay with a friend. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm at this moment, I'm like, I'm not going to let you distract me from anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just whether you're with me or not. Like we had a big argument. I was like, peace. <laughs> when I came back, 
80% of the stuff in my place is gone. Like she had packed up, moved, dipped somewhere. And I remember like I cried because it was like in a matter of 24 hours, yeah. I'm trying to battle like a hundred people for, for six slots. And then I get told, guess what? You made it. You're about to go to some foreign land and we're not telling you where you're going yet still to get hopping on a plane and coming back and opening my place. And it's like 80% empty. And I'm what just happened? Like yeah. now, and now I like pack up to get ready to go to this foreign land. So like, I remember I just cried for like five minutes. It was like, this is like a crazy past 12 hours. Yeah. And so like something in my mind, I'm like, I'm spiritual. Uh, but I was like, I feel like God or some, or was like, Hey man, suck it up cry for five minutes start packing start getting your life ready because you're about to go on this adventure that only you and five other people about to do yeah nut up got that out of my system and then i remember i remember man i i talked like luckily man my job they're really supportive i I thought i might have to quit my job because it's like like damn you might be leaving for two to three months but my job was real supportive and i appreciate them for that and then i remember I got on time comes I get on I go back to LA I talk to like the head head director guy of like Discovery Channel um and they asked me about my fiance I'm like yeah we're done I'm like like well thanks for coming to this and that like some people man they get the ultimatum and they're gonna pick somebody they love and I'm like man this is about to be a big part of my life it could go quick or it's gonna be a long grueling part process so um I remember I, they gave me like this um, this lady who spoke. She, I knew she spoke multiple languages, but I knew she was really proficient in Spanish. So I was like, "Dang, I think I might be going somewhere in Central South America." And I'm like, "I'm not sure yet, though. This might be my first location. I might get a Russian person down the line. I don't know. Still, I just don't know. I'm guessing everything because they won't tell me shit." So the premise of the wheel is that six different landscapes, 60 days, you don't know what's going to change your switch location. All you know is that what what I did, they wouldn't tell me, but this is what causes the change. It's every full moon, every half moon. So it's the lunar cycle of the moon, which is like when you put it out in a circle, Mm -hmm. which is how they got the name of the wheel. Ah, okay know that i just i didn't know what was going to cause a switch but like if i would have knew that like new nobody knew nobody could put could put the clue together of that we were changing i i knew at the anyway so so we get on this plane and i remember we get to i start realizing i'm going to south america by like i could i could see like the pamphlets and stuff and then i remember um i remember I, all, all I was like is I was like God I was like please do not give me the Amazon first yeah I was like fuck that I was like, please do not give me Amazon I had a feeling Amazon was going to be on it I just had a feeling I was like I just heard so many grueling stories about the Amazon and I'm like it I have a feeling they're going Amazon to is going to be somewhere on the list and so I said Lord please do not give me the Amazon first like just like help me build up my toughness to like to get there, but I don't want to be dropped off because I might tap out the first day. <laughs> I would. Fuck that shit, dude. Fuck the jungle. And then I said, do not give me a cold ass because obviously I'm black. I said, do not give me the cold ass place first. Like, that's all I ask. Like, all the things I did, please do not give me those first two first. So I was, uh, um, 
Oh, oh shit! Hold on. No, I'll, I'll do this in the in the part two because this will be. I'll tell you like leading up, but anyway. So I'm just gonna. I'll do some backtracking on the next episode. But I just want to give this leading up to like where shit's about to get real. Man, I see like all of a sudden I know I'm somewhere hot. I can feel it's nighttime, but it's still hot, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in the desert. Like I have a good feeling it's desert. So, but it was night, and like I'm still in like this town. And then I remember I saw this pamphlet and like, dude, my my like guardian angel lady who spoke another language, she was she was like strict. She was sort of mean. I think they gave me her because I was in the military. But like if she saw me locking her like looking around because I'm trying to see where the fuck I'm going. So I remember she's like, Sean, I need you to stop looking around because I had grabbed this pamphlet because I'm like, man, Sean, I'm like, I'm trying to see where see I'm at on the map. Language I have it is. Yeah. no idea where I'm at. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm in South America. So I found this map. She's over like talking to like, because we're waiting for crews to pick us up. And I'm trying like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm right here. She comes snatches this thing out of my hand. And she was like, I'm not going to tell you again. Stop looking through. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so... Man, we go through the night, and I remember, dude, we're, we're driving through the night. These people pick us up. Bam, I skipped through. But, like, dude, I remember ending up on this beat-up-ass ranch, man. Like, there's this dude who looked like he was a, a hundred old. I, I don't even – I don't know which direction I'm going. Man, I just remember, like, dude, I was saying everything. I was delirious. I couldn't sleep because I'm like – all I know is that they're like, hey, tomorrow is showtime. And – I'm like, I'm just delirious. I can't sleep good on planes anyway. And I'm like, I already feel like shit because I'm just mentally exhausted before it even started. And then I remember like at nighttime, dude, there's this dude with tattered up ass clothes, this beat up ass ranch. And I thought I saw, I, I thought I saw a kangaroo jumping some road somewhere. <laughs> I just saw some weird animals. That, I'm like, man, that doesn't see a kangaroo. I don't know what I saw. So I remember I wake up and I couldn't sleep that night. Cause that shit was weird. Some shit went down. I'll tell that next episode. But so, last part, I'm gonna tell you. Then we gonna wrap this up. All right. I remember. I wake up. I wake up in the morning. I see this dude with the, with the straw hat. This some. Uh, was it? Was it Brazil? No, we weren't Brazil. We we're in Argentina. This Argentinian dude, beat up ass clothes. Shit. He was. Um, we got in this beat up truck. The camera crews there. There's see the suburbans. There's some, you know, some, you know, white cameramen and everything. And like everybody's nice to me. They're like, "Hey, Sean, like, we're about to start everything." At this moment, I'm still feeling good because I'm like, these people have been awesome. They've been nice to me. So there's probably about like 20 people. Uh, hold on, not 20. I would say I like 15 people there. There's some drones in the air, suburbans. They're like, hey man, we're just gonna get some shots of you getting in this vehicle of him taking you further out into the wilderness. And then, man, we're going to kick up, kick it off. And I'm like, I still like, okay, cool. Like, I still feel comfortable because there's like 15 people there. So I get in this dude's thing. They give me this little pack that has everything for 60 days. Like, change of clothes for if I make it to the next spot. And I remember there was this thing. He was like, hey, man, he goes, you got five minutes to eat whatever you can. And you're, you're done. You're on your own. I remember there was this apple it was like this, and I remember, dude, I just started like, I probably could have ate way more, but I was just so mentally exhausted. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, like, I don't care anymore. Like, I just want to, let's just get this over with. Yeah. So I remember this, I get in this dude's truck. He drives me, and man, it's just dirt everywhere, and it's hot. 
it's starting to get hot. They're like, we're trying to kick this out before it gets blazing out here. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. So I don't know how hot it's going to get because I got there at night. Yeah. And it was sort of hot. <laughs> Fuck that. So, and we're close to the equator. The closer you are to the equator, the, hot, the hotter yeah, it gets. Yeah, yeah. So I remember we drive off. They're like, hey, we're going to do a few shots of him coming back around. So I'm like, all right, cool. All of a sudden, man, this this dude, he didn't speak he didn't speak really any English. I remember he had this rosary in his car. And I'll tell you this, man. Uh, you don't got to tell me, but anybody who listens or watches this is that if you're not religious, that's cool. If you're not spiritual, that's cool. I have friends who are atheists. But I like when something, is, you know, is going to take a mental, mentally, physically, socially, emotion, emotional, like detrimental impact on your life. You're looking for whatever yeah, it is that you can. Reaching out. To help you to help you get to that moment, and it hasn't even happened yet. But I know it's coming. I can feel it. Like I, I, I had that feeling of. Have you seen the movie uh, um, Russell Crowe? Not Troy. That's with uh, what's the movie with Russell Crowe? Ah, uh, damn, Gladiator. You never seen it? I told you earlier, man. I live under a cultural rock. I don't watch shit. Good oh, thing. If you, if I'm not telling you to watch it, but it, go on YouTube. Just look up the opening scene of where they're about to go into the Coliseum and they're about to go against these real good gladiators who are about to tear them to shreds. Like you see these guys standing and Russell Crowe is like, hey, we can beat these guys. Some of you guys are going to die, but we got to work as a team. And you can see this guy just piss running down his legs, shaking because between his things, he sees these guys with chariots and he hears this crowd. And he's and you just see guys who are just like crying because they know yeah. their life's about to end. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure those guys were looking for a higher power at that Absolutely. moment. Absolutely, like, no such <laughs> thing as no atheists in foxholes. Yeah. Oh, so so thank you. So all I know is that this guy, I'm in his truck, and I look at him, and he says something to me in Spanish, and I don't know what it is. And then he points. He has this rosary hanging in his truck, and he was like, he looks at me and he points at the rosary and he like gives me a thumbs up. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, okay. Sure. And so I remember he told me like, nor he, he points at like Norte, Sortenio or something. So I know he was talking Northeast, Southwest. He was, I felt like he was trying to help me, but I was like, couldn't get the gist of it. And then he just like did like this and it was like, and I remember that one of the producers was like, all right, Sean, they're like, hey, this is it. Once you leave this vehicle, you're on your own. And dude, like this, the scenery, it was crazy. Like they dropped me off and I just remember the Suburbans just pulling back, leaving. I remember just this drone above me and then like all these people who I felt cared about me and got me to this place safely was just like Going just peeling off and I just remember seeing like a dirt trail of like the Suburbans leaving and I was like these motherfuckers really just left me out like, here oh we're really doing it and then they're like so the cameraman and I'm about to write this up but like some people are like oh there are cameramen there like didn't you so these cameramen don't give a shit about you like they don't give a damn about you. You'll know why when I tell you what some of the stuff I endured. And these dudes, all they care is they got the good angle. They got the shot, man. So they, these guys have worked. The cameramen, they all work off a contract. So they've worked for National Geographic. So they've seen African kids starving to death. 
like with their bellies poked out with flies and they're you know it's all like in their the, eyelids i was gonna say it's so like this sam kinnison you know the comedian sam kinnison yeah he's like when they're shooting the commercials for like unicef and the director's like all right like zoom in get them looking hungry don't give them the sandwich yet like we need to get the shot right. but yeah that's what it did yeah. yeah i don't give a fuck dude yeah so like there was a point where i was like these dudes don't give a shit of like it all synced in that they're not like like after they cut the camera they're like hey man dude that's these dudes when they're done they're out of there like there's hardly any communication very little they're they're ghosts as well they move fluently through the landscape all they care about is doing their job getting their shots and then they're out of there and then i'm stuck with my personal camera the rest of the night so i so all that stuff hit they left there's some camera there's like two three cameramen spread out through distance and i remember i'm just trying to like all of a sudden man my heart's beating hard the sun's coming out i'm crawling through all this brush and i'm just trying to find water that's the most important thing in survival survival is trying to find water you get like two three days if you're lucky and then you're done and i remember i was just like i just didn't know where direction i wanted to go i felt like every direction i was going was the wrong way you just start second guessing yourself and i think i'll stop there but like at that that right there was i had three pivotal moments where i felt like i wanted to quit you're allowed to quit whenever you wanted to but you got to remember all the shit you talk and all the people you bid out to get that position so i remember I like that was my first moment where I felt like quitting because I felt like I'm, like shit's real. I'm abandoned now, and I don't even know where to go to get water, and I'm sweating profusely already. And um, yeah, man. So that's Tommy. I guess we'll sort of we'll stop wrap, there. Wrap it up there. I was gonna say, what if they drop you off and you're on some ranch, and you just hear like <laughs> hear George Bush's voice and <laughs> was like. What's up, fucker? <laughs> You're like, oh what? no! <laughs> what up, Bush? And he's like, I'm hunting you. <laughs> like, oh fuck! You're like, oh fuck, dude! I'd rather survive in the Amazon. I've partied oh, with. You're gonna yeah, hunt me now. I've partied with Bush before. Please, <laughs> don't make yeah. me throw. You have to survive sixty days on a ranch with Bush. Nothing but beef and grain alcohol. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, dude. Hey, I'm man. This is almost two hours, man. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, I'm, dude. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm, there's no, I've, there's no I've, schedule or structure or time to this. Some are thirty minutes, a couple are four and a half hours. Dude, I don't give a fuck. It's whatever. I just, uh, I've done like, I've done this a few times, but it's like, I have multiple different versions that I don't talk about sometimes or I forget. So like, man, I can have like twenty interviews and they're all going to be twenty different interviews. But like, this interview might be better than that one because I did this topic or that yeah. one might be. Yeah. Have, so, dude, I definitely talked about some stuff that I haven't before or, like, definitely put a different spin because as I'm getting older... Yeah, you, know, you look like, at it differently. I'm still processing stuff different. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, dude, there's, there's, no, there's no right or wrong way to do this, this yeah. podcast. There's no... I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Just do whatever, man. It's... <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's, um... I'll text you after this. It, it always takes forever to upload this shit, so I'll start uploading it. Yeah. after this takes a while um i'll text you because i start working this weekend at a liquor store and i got weird hours so, what let me send me that little thing you post on your instagram so i can so i can post it on my social yeah, media yeah, so yeah. people can watch it yeah like well, a little part yeah 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 well um 
But I was going to say, yeah, let's set up another one. I'll text you after this. I don't know why I'm trying to figure it out right now. I'll text you after this, and we can figure out part two. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. No, wow, man, thank you for having me, man. Uh, and, uh, man, I hope you have a good day. And, man, uh, next time uh, when we do a time, just, oh, we'll text. We'll try to figure out something that's – I will obviously want to be a little bit more convenient to you two, but I just knew for a fact I would be here by four. Yeah, uh, Before yeah. that, I don't know. It's so, fine. dude, we figured it out. There's no rush. Shout out George right, Bush. Bro. You have a good night, and we'll talk. We'll talk soon. You too. Hey, shout out George Bush, and uh, <laughs> for keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. All right, take care, bro. All right, buddy. Later. Peace.